You are listening to Waffle the Bite Size Podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 3rd of May 2020. This week, Paul chats with young writers whose work has been selected to be part of a new anthology, Poems for a Pandemic, along with the book's curator, Angela Marston. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Weekend Windown. It's Paul Jenkins here, uh, and uh, it's our waffle segment. So we're talking to authors and poets, as we do every week. And this week, we're doing something absolutely amazing. We are connecting up with a series of young poets uh, who have all written books uh, for an up... Uh, sorry, all written poems uh, for an upcoming collection called Poems of a Pandemic. And if I can, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can connect to South Shields. Are you there? We're here. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. So this is uh, Corey and uh, and his dad Jamie. There is on the line. Uh, now, now Corey, it's uh, it's you. I really need to be speaking to, isn't it? Because uh, you've written this amazing poem. Yeah. That's right. Uh, now, now, uh, what, now, this has all come about because you uh, originally uh, you were uh, you did you write this for your school? Is that right? Um. Yes, in a way. In a way. Did you write it for yourself first of all and then you shared it to school? Yeah. Brilliant. And and it's all about the virus and you've you've used rhymes all the way through. I'll tell you what we'll do. Do you want to share the poem with us first of all? Have a read yeah. of your poem for us uh, and then we can have a chat about it and about how it's all the different things that have happened since. All right. Okay. I'm going to hand over to you. Coronavirus, you take us out of school and now we are chilling in the pool. Everybody thinks it's cool, but it's making you a fool. Coronavirus, we're trying to eat, but there's only rotten meat. Got people off the street, got me on my games, shouting eat. Now, uh, now I'm on a jam and beat. Coronavirus, you got the world in your grasp, but that's in the past because we will have the last laugh when we blow you off from us. One of us, you better watch out because these doctors and nurses don't want you about working all hours, every amount. This is our world, so get out, get out, get out. Brilliant. Fantastic. Round of applause for you, sir. All right. Well done. You're broadcasting to the world now. Um, now, Corey, I, I love, I do, I write poems for a living. That's my job. And I, I would struggle to come up with so many really cool rhymes. How did you go about coming up with those different rhymes for the things? Did you... Have you got like a rhyme book somewhere or did you just think about it? How did you go about doing that? Well, I was just thinking of things I normally do or things I would want to do. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a good one there right at the beginning. Coronavirus, you're taking out of school. Now we're chilling in the pool. Have, have you got can a I, pool? Can I just confirm we, we haven't actually got a pool? I thought as much. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's things that I could imagine everybody would like to do. It's you should what you need to do is now to make this poem tree you've got to get yourself paddling pool get out in the garden <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a fantastic poem Corey. and jamie if i could have a quick chat to you for a second um yeah. what what was the effect when when this got posted on online what what happened with the poem how, how was it how many times was it viewed altogether? um well first of all we sent it to the school because obviously it, it was part of kind of his work we didn't really know what we're kind of doing um, structure-wise for school and stuff. So yeah. we kind of try and done a bit of literacy and stuff like that. And we're given tasks each day to like kind of write a poem or a story. And it was the poem we sent it to the school because it was so good. And they kind of yeah. made a video um, for their page, which got over 800 views. So That's obviously fantastic. we were overwhelmed massively. Yeah. Um, 
and it kind of went viral from there. Obviously, being contacted by a lady for um, the poems of pand- uh, pandemic mm-hmm. book, um, to which Corey's poem will be in, and it's it's kind of just went crazy. Um, everybody's off on loads of support and stuff. So. Because yeah, uh, uh, I've been speaking to Angela, one of my poems is going to be in the book yeah. as well. So we we're, we're all we're, we're all now shared. Yeah, yeah. We're like shared authors together. We're going to be, yeah, uh, we're yeah, going to be exactly, published together, yeah. which is great. Um, and and I think it's it's lovely the way that this is like everyone's sort of coming together, even though we're all yeah. in our homes and we can't leave our houses at the moment. It's actually really lovely that we're, we're sort of getting to meet each other and connect up. I mean, th- th- there was people from um, Wales, I do believe, and stuff. So it, yep. it, it kind of goes across the UK. So it's fantastic news it is we're all in the same situation but we're all making the best of it um yeah right well we're, we're going to come up to a music break in a second now now cory you've um you've chosen uh, our next song to play on the radio uh, and you've gone for sunflower by post malone what why is that why is that a special uh, song for you have you done anything recently with it that's uh, the... uh I did, this, this is a song that i sang to my class yeah and I really thought it was a good song to sing. And, and you didn't you didn't sing this while you were in school still. This is since the lockdowns happened, isn't it? Yeah. So how did you manage to connect up with your class, even though you, when you were doing your singing thing? Well, there was, there was an app where Zoom, where you can meet up with all your classmates and all your teachers. Mm. It was a talent ta- uh, on Thursday. Yeah. And everybody had to do a talent, so I chose to sing. Brilliant. And this and this was the song you chose to go for. Yes. Brilliant. Okay. I tell you what. Before we start playing it, um, do you want to give a quick shout out to your school? To say, say hello to everybody from your school. What's what's your school's name and your teacher? Adrian Primary. Which sorry, say that again. Adrian Primary. Adrian Primary. And uh, what's your teacher's name? Mrs. Giles. Right. Well, Mrs. Giles and everybody at uh, Adrian Primary. This one's going out to you. Uh, this is uh, this is Post Malone and Sunflower. So moving on, I spoke to our next poet, uh, who is called Ebony, uh, and she attends Alderley Edge Community Primary School. Uh, and her teacher, Mrs. Metcalf, and her head teacher, Mrs. Walsh, have been really supportive of the project, sharing her work on their school website and giving a big shout out to all of us in the process. I'm going to hand you over now to my interview with Ebony and her mum, Vanessa. Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. It's Paul Jenkins here and I'm speaking to uh, a series of young poets uh, who are all involved uh, with the Poems for a Pandemic uh, collection, which is being brought together. And I should have Ebony on the line now. Are you there, Ebony? Hi. How are you doing? Uh, well, say, uh, say hello to the people of Rossendale up in Lancashire. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, now, you're, t- you're down in South Manchester around Wilmslow Way. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. What's the what's the day like over there? Is it is it bit bit overcast? Very like it's... very sunny. Very very sunny today. There we go. This, let's hope that this uh, this stays the same for Sunday afternoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> now now you've written um a, a, an amazing series of poems uh, and you wrote a Captain Tom poem first of all, didn't you? This is how this has all come about. Yeah, I wrote one for Tom Moore, uh, Captain Tom Moore. That's right, because it's his hundredth birthday this week, and he and he did done that amazing uh, laps around his garden. Um, but then from that, uh, you've some of your other poetry that you've written in the past um, as now is now going to be involved in this book, isn't that right? Yeah. Which which one has been included? Be my one of my be true poems. That's right. And you did you write that? Am I right for thinking for National Poetry Day last year? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, it's, what was what was that like doing that? Uh, did was this um something? Because I think the theme was truth, wasn't it, for National Poetry Day? Uh, yeah. And then. I tell you what, do you want to share the poem for us, and then we can have a chat about the reasons why you wrote it? Shall I hand over to you? Okay. Okay. Be true. Stand out from the crowd and be yourself. It's fine if you're on the lower shelf. Don't follow your dreams, chase them instead. Block all sadness out of your head. Push your, fu- push your fury to a side. Stand up proudly with passion and pride. Don't keep your feelings in your heart because lies and worries will break you apart. Believe you'll achieve in what you'll do. No one can stand in the way of you. Smile away and face your fears. Confidence to dry your tears. Let passion and joy begin to flow out. Let your emotions start to shout. Keep your head right up high because you're a skyscraper in the sky. Oh, thank you so much. That's uh, what a brilliant way to finish a poem that you're a skyscraper in the sky. What a great metaphor for everybody. Uh, so how did you uh, how, why was it you, you, you decided to write this poem? What, what was it you wanted to, to sort of make people feel when you wrote it? Help people feel good about themselves. And if they're not good at any good at stuff, it help them to try, try again and get better at things. Which is uh, which is when you wrote it, I bet you had no idea that this is the sort of situation that we'd be in, did you? But it makes it makes even more sense now that we're all in the lockdown, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a really inspiring poem. Thank you so much for sharing it with us this afternoon. Um, and and I'm really looking forward to finding the, the poem in the book when it's all produced. Are you excited about that? I'm really excited. <laughs> there's 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 nothing better than seeing your own work in print and knowing that somebody else has a copy of it somewhere and it's being published. Um, if I can just have a, a, a quick word with Vanessa. Uh, now, v- Vanessa, this is this is not the only one of Ebony's poems that's been uh, sort of doing the rounds recently, is it? The, the Captain Tom poems had quite a journey. It has, yeah. And she she's she's wrote quite a lot of poems over the past year. She just seems to she writes them in her head for a few weeks. Mm. And then she'll just suddenly go, right, it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you this one? And I'm like, OK. It's uh, you know, what? we've spoken to lots of artists and illustrators and and poets and all sorts of people here on, on, on the our little author segment. And lots of them say it's about 90 percent about thinking about it and about 10 percent doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, where, where did Waitrose come into uh, to the whole affair? What happened there? Yeah. So I have a friend that works at Waitrose. They got in contact with me. They know um, that Ebony writes poetry and they asked if Ebony would. Um, my lovely friend Jane asked if Ebony would write a poet poem to go in with a hamper that they were going to send to Captain Tom Moore. So she wrote it in a matter of a, a couple of hours. Yeah. And then we sent it off to them and, and Waitrose had sent it in with their wishes to, to Captain Tom Moore. So. Oh, that's brilliant. So he's he's now had it. Uh, he's now had a copy of your work. The, the great man himself, Ebony. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure he's going to get time to say uh, right. Thank yous to everybody that have done things for him. But I'm, I'm pretty certain that he, that he will send his best wishes. <laughs> um well thank you so much for coming on the show this afternoon before we disappear uh, we are coming up to uh, a quick break for some music and you've chosen the next song for us uh, now you've chosen something by christina perry haven't you yeah now a what thousand a thousand years now what why a thousand years what's it about this song that you like um it's a lyrics that 
just um kind you, of you really like the words and i like the words and the lyrics of it and also you were a Twilight fan, aren't Twilight you? Twilight as well. Oh, so is this a, is this a, a song from the film Twilight? Oh, yes. now this right. In which case, I will make sure that in future weeks we'll replay this. We have a movie hour uh, on our uh, on, on our show, so uh, this is definitely going to go into the bank of songs that we'll play uh, during the movie hour from now on. If it's a Twilight song as well, right? Well, here we go then. This is Christina Perry with a Thousand Years. So Paul Jenkins here on the weekend wind down. Welcome back, everybody. It's our waffle segment where we talk to poets and authors and publishers and organisers of magnificent events. Uh, and there is an organiser of such an event happening right now. Angela, are you on the line? I am. Hello, Paul. Hello there. Um, where are you calling us from this afternoon? I live in the West, uh, sorry, in Staffordshire, in Cannes, a little town called Cannock in Staffordshire. So we've we've covered Cheshire, we've been up to South Shields with one of our poets, and now we're in Staffordshire as well. This is a, a truly national project that you're putting together. It certainly is, Paul. I have um, poets from up in Scotland, um, not quite far as south as Cornwall yet, but certainly from Kent. It's. It sounds like you've. Uh, the, what's happened is this is this project has taken on a life of its own, and poems poems of a pandemic is is becoming quite a quite a big job for you, I should imagine. Um, it's growing daily. It's certainly growing legs from a little seed of an idea. I'm now working many hours a day to make the the book publishing a reality. And, and and how did how did that start? What was that? What was the moment where you thought, you know what, this this crisis needs it needs a, it needs a poetry. Book. <laughs> it, needs, it needs some poetry. Um, it started basically. I had symptoms of COVID nineteen back at the beginning of April, and while I was in isolation, um, which isn't particularly nice, I wrote a poem, which and I hadn't written a poem for many years. Um, and sent it to a few, few friends, and I said, "Oh, that's good." But friends are very kind; <laughs> um, they're very uh, supportive. Um, and I said, uh, "That's really very nice of you." And over the next few um, days, really, I noticed on the social media sites that a lot of key workers were um, writing poetry and posting it on their own Facebook pages, etc. And I just suddenly thought, "Oh." Wouldn't it be nice to put a poem, a poetry book together? Um, because, of course, that's just the thing you do when you've never published a poetry book before. Right. <laughs> um, and to raise money for the NHS charities together. And 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 since then, since those sort of early conversations you had with one or two poets, um, I think we're talking now that the, the book is going to be somewhere in the region of somewhere between 50 and 70 poems or something, or even be, be more than that, I think. Is that the, is that right? <laughs> That's what we're aiming for. Uh, if we can get 70, and we're about 60 now, I think. If we could get 70, that would be great. If we could get a few more, that would be even better. And so by the time that, actually, by the time people hear this on Sunday, I should imagine you'll be at your target because it's motoring along, isn't it? It certainly is. I'm being sent poems on a daily basis. Um, from It's gone from me approaching people who I've seen their poems um, to people now emailing me poems. So, it's um, it's lovely that people want to be involved and support the charity as well. 
And what sort of you mentioned that obviously this is raising money for an, uh, for NHS uh, together, but uh, and we've we've spoken to a couple of young poets this afternoon, which has been really refreshing to hear young people uh, coming up with with new words. But this is uh, this is for across the board. This is a lot of people in health and social care are, are writing poems and submitting them, aren't they? That's true. I have um, uh, quite a lot of nurses, um, a few doctors, a radiotherapist. Um, other uh, nursing home managers, district nurses or community nurses, sorry, as they're called now, mm. um, from age ranges from age 10 and the eldest person, well, there's two 92-year-olds, um, one of those that was a survivor of COVID-19 and her poem was about thanking the staff that had looked after her. Um, she's, I'm pleased to say she's now safe and well and back home. Oh, that, that's that's wonderful to hear. I think that's the thing that about this this whole crisis is it's allowing people to connect with each other, and I think the gratitude that people are showing to one another, uh, for you know, for sometimes just doing the most basic of things, you know, people going and doing a shop for people, or you know, uh, just keeping an eye out where we, maybe we weren't doing that quite as much as we should have been before. No, I've certainly seen, as I'm sure the rest of your listeners have, that that community spirit that we seem to have lost. And I remember, I won't tell you my age, but I do remember when I was growing up having a very good community around me. And that seems to have been lost over the years. But no, I can see that coming back now. And it's wonderful. We go out with our neighbours on a Thursday and we clap and everyone's asking, you know, are you OK? Do you need anything? Um, so out of something so horrible, I think we will see lots of change in the world. And I think books like this, when when we do come out the other side, as everyone keeps saying, I think I think this will be a, a legacy to that. And actually that the, the people will be able to you know, physically pick it up and go, oh, yeah, remember now we're supposed to be <laughs> this. We're supposed to be nicer to one another. And I, I, that's what I'm hoping. Um, my son's reading one of the poems um, that's been sent in by Ta Tara Wa uh, Warren, sorry, mm. um, on our Facebook page um, this evening. Um, and it's called The Rainbow Children. And it basically tells the story of the children um, growing up in, these, in today with COVID-19 and how they will be the legacy and will be able to tell that story. And some of the children, as you've interviewed earlier, are finding poetry a really good way for them to remember what's happened and to express themselves. Um, if you just mentioned the Facebook page there, is so if they if people search for poems for a pandemic, uh, but if they search for that on on Facebook, and then they can uh, there's a, there's a selection of some of the poems, kind of a teaser of of what's going to be in the book on there, isn't there? That's right. Um, the poems that we're having read out um, are not poems that are going to be in the book. We want to keep oh, those see. as a surprise for everyone. Sure. But some of the poets have sent us more than one poem. So we're using those to, to tease people and say, come and look how good these poets are. And basically, these are ordinary people writing extraordinary poetry. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed by the standard and the quality of them. Uh, and that lots of people have kept these po the fact that they write poetry to themselves and all of a sudden they're putting it out there and I think it's wonderful. It is. Sometimes people just need that little bit of a confidence boost to, to, for people to say, you know what, this is, this is really good stuff, we should share this mm -hmm. with other people. 
Um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this afternoon, Angela. We've got to, we're coming up to the music uh, as we, uh, just at the end of uh, this section of the show. And uh, you've chosen a song that we played last week. We had a flowers request last week. Uh, and uh, we played this, but uh, we only got to play a short snippet of it. Uh, and I'm pleased that we're going to be able to play the full song. And you've gone for Build Me Up Buttercup. I certainly have. It's uh, quite a special song for me. Um, it's my daughter and my husband. It's, seen, it's been their song their song for a number of years. And it was uh, uh, the song that they did a father-daughter dance to at my daughter's wedding. Oh, that's so I will look forward to hearing that. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Best of luck with the production on the book. Um, we'll keep uh, our ear to the ground uh, about what's happening and we'll uh, we'll give some weekly updates here on the show for people uh, about what's happening uh, with with the book and where they can get hold of it as soon as uh, as soon as it's been published. That's lovely, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. OK, here's Build Me Up Buttercup. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Thanks for listening to today's interviews. Uh, we've got a little bit of bonus content for you today. Uh, one of our poets that we featured on the show uh, was Ebony Errington Beach, and uh, she is quite a prolific poet, as well as writing stuff for the new book and her book she wrote for National Poetry Day last year. Uh, she also writes uh, for fun, which is what all good poets should do. So I thought I would do a very quick reading of one of her poems called My Favourite Months. June, the thunder strikes with rage. November, the beavers build their stage. January, the wolf howl echoes over land. April, strawberries grow in the glinting golden sand. February, the icicles fade and melt. December, the cold moon soft as felt. May, blossoms are enriched in bloom. July, sunflowers release perfume. March is when the worm casts form. September grows the buttery corn. October, the bears are as fat as can be. August, the sturgeons swimming free. Calm and happy and glad to be me. Now, one of the reasons I love that poem is because of uh, partly, you know, the use of things like alliteration in there, the glinting golden sand and the the images it, it, it brings about. So, you know, the cold moon is soft as felt. It almost makes you want to reach out and touch the moon. Um, but most of all, I love the fact that it doesn't follow the logical structure of the year. We don't go January to December. We go June to November to January to April and bouncing around all over the place. It's uh, it's a series of thoughts about the year uh, and all good poets uh, will always look at things from a different angle. So uh, well done to Ebony on that one. Well, that's it. Another Waffle the Bite Size podcast is over. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed to the show today, to Corey, to Ebony and to Angela for uh, allowing us to use their poems and have a chat about the Poems for a Pandemic project. It sounds like an absolutely fantastic thing and I'm really honoured to be involved myself. There will be updates in future weeks as to what is happening with the publishing of the book. My thanks as ever go to Lee Ball and Melanie Kemp for their work on Waffle the Bite Size podcast and of course to our friends at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast in the first place on a Sunday. Stay safe, everybody, and we will see you very soon.